Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. It's two decades since the launch of the contemporary art fair that secured London's place at the centre of the modern art world. Freeze London celebrates 20 years since its first event for high-end art buyers who've got at least a few thousand and much more to splurge. As well as the contemporary fair in Regent's Park with works by artists including Tracy Emin, Damien Hurst, Yinka Shanibare and Grayson Perry, there's also another section called Masters that specialises in pieces from the ancient to the modern era. So that's a good bet for bagging that Picasso or a £20 million dinosaur. This year's event also marks a new campaign backed by The Standard to salute the capital's successes in the arts called London Creates, which was established to promote our visual art scene and is being supported by Mayor Sadiq Khan and artists including Gilbert and George who contributed two special collector's editions Evening Standard Art for All, All for Art front pages if you were lucky enough to snap up a copy from the newsstands. The campaign celebrates London's newest galleries, museums and public art across our city and this follows the Standard's successful art prize. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear about the highlights. Shortly, we'll hear all about London Creates, but first, here's Freeze London director Eva Langray on the evolution of the annual event. I mean, I think the art world around us has changed, you know. I think when Freeze London started 20 years ago, the scene in London was really quite tiny, and now it's grown a lot, and it's become much more professional, and I think, you know, this week we've seen also lots of new galleries opening in London, new spaces opening, so I think it really shows how much we've grown as a city, as a cultural capital for the arts in the last 20 years. I'm a Parisian, uh, so I've, I've moved to London for a reason. Uh, I think London is a, uh, an incredible centre, magnet, global magnet for artists from all over the world. I think the ecosystem here is so deeply rooted and so expensive that I don't think the position of London could ever be replaced by any other city. This year, some household name artists are promoting some of their favourite up-and-coming creatives too. The eight artists who have nominated include Simon Lee, uh, Tracy Emin, Wolfgang Tillmans, Olafur Eliasson, uh, Alvaro Barrington, Anthea Hamilton uh, and Heggy Yang. And uh, each of them has selected uh, an artist whose work they're interested in. Uh, an artist who um, wouldn't be at the fair if it wasn't for this invitation. So this was very much about um, using artists' networks and knowledge to uh, platform new voices. 
Now we're joined by the Standards Arts correspondent, Robert Dex, for the lowdown on this year's Freeze London. Rob, what's it all about? It's basically uh, probably best described as the art world, the international art world, come to London and live in a tent for five days. It's obviously a bit more than that, but a massive tent goes up in, a, in Regent's Park. Galleries, 160 this year, come to buy and sell. And there's also, and, and, as always with these things, it's, it's the stuff around the edges. So there's talks, there's films, there's just actually people just sort of connecting over a cup of coffee or a glass of wine that actually is probably where the real business gets done. But yeah, it, it's the, the international art world comes to London for a week, essentially. Could you tell us the difference between the two shows? Freeze is sort of the whole thing. And Freeze was very much set up during sort of the rise of Tracy Emin, Damien Hurst, people like that. It was all about contemporary British art. Freeze Masters basically just allows them to put in and sell artwork that is not contemporary. It was described to me this week rather nicely as Freeze Masters. You can see how art was changing and modernism was coming in. And then you walk over to Freeze and you see the actual cutting edge of where it is right now. So Freeze Masters is almost like the history, if you see what I mean. So if you're selling a Picasso, you sell it at Freeze Masters. If you're selling something literally the paint is still drying, you sell it at Freeze. And there are some household name artists with their works on sale at the right price? Yes, there are big names you've heard of. Whether you've got a chance to buy depends very much on your disposable income. So already sales we've seen. A Tracy Edmund painting went for 1.2 million. Anthony Gormley, one of his sculptures, went for about half a million. Six figures for works by people like Gilbert and George. Everything is relative. But I mean, certainly you could get a, a Tracy Edmund print for about £50,000. Now, £50,000 is a huge amount of money but it is a considerably less money than 1.2 million for a painting so let's be honest me and you aren't walking in to buy these things but if you have a disposable income of a certain amount or if you're often buying for galleries or whatever you can spend less if you if you try hard but let's put it that way let's go to the ads coming up hear all about london creates and why the capital's still head and shoulders above the global creative competition why not hit follow in the meantime and give us a rating millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Rob, what's London's place in the 21st century art world and who's the competition? New York is massive, obviously. But we are one of the, the biggest art markets in the world. I mean, I spent a lot of time pandemic, post-pandemic writing about, you know, theatre was under threat, uh, museums were struggling, you know, all, all these sorts of things. 
the, the one thing that did not struggle throughout the pandemic was if you like high-end auction houses people were still selling and buying high-end art for millions and millions and millions and millions of pounds so it always thrives and, and if you think about high-end auction houses yeah you think about Sotheby's and Christie's now they, they obviously have bases around the world but those are firms with hundreds of years of history in London and nothing's going to change that you know so, so we are always a significant player I mean Freeze started in London and it's now out in New York and Seoul so if you like our success is spread around the world something set up by a couple of people who were big fans of contemporary art and thought it needed something of its own has become like a multi-million international business and tell us about London Creates how's that helping open up the capital's art scene for everyone this again goes back to Freeze somebody said to me he has a gallery that sells in Freeze and he was saying you know I get people come to see me in Freeze that would not go and see similar works of art in say the National Gallery or the Tate because Freeze is seen as more of an event and some people just think I can't be bothered with going into the gallery so it's a part of London Creates is that is to be constantly reminding people look there is all this amazing stuff on your doorstep and we, we've talked about money haven't we you know the huge amounts of money you need if you want to put a Tracy Emin on your wall or if, if you want to put something like that on your wall now it's not the same but you can go and see that stuff for free in the Tate in Tate Modern in Tate Britain in the National Gallery in the National Portrait Gallery there's a huge David Hockney exhibition coming to the National Portrait Gallery with you know everyone's seen this picture he did of Harry Styles you can go and see that you can step out your front door get on the tube and go and see it and I think it's just about reminding people what's there basically tell us about Gilbert and George's involvement Gilbert and George actually are interesting because they are such a, a London institution you know they're an East End East London institution you know that practically everyone who lives in East London has at some point walked past them in the street and stopped and thought hang on that's Gilbert and George but it was only last year that they've actually just opened their own gallery just off Brick Lane so as well as you know being supportive of what we're trying to do and what the mayor's trying to do they're putting their money where their mouth is they've, they've put their collection on show to the public they've built a new gallery and you think not that many years ago we were wondering whether places like that were ever reopened and was there a future for galleries for museums in this city and so yeah so all credit to them I mean yes fabulous artists uh, brilliant eccentrics but also they've made a hard-nosed business case for opening a gallery in East London so more power to them and what's exciting you on London's art scene right now? What I would say is, and th- this sounds like blowing our own trumpet, and perhaps it is, in that the Evening Standard has just recently won its art prize, which was for new and up-and-coming artists. And what was great about that is they largely fell into two sort of groups. There were some who were either still at college or had just left college, so still just starting out. And there were others who were often uh, slightly older and perhaps yeah, created art as well, holding down a job or just retired and sort of finally been able to do what they wanted to do. So that, that was great, and it was really heartening to see that some of the stuff that we got sent. I mean, we had a guy, um, a sculpture called Joseph Ijomi, who made these amazing, what I would call paper boats, you know, sort of like you'd make out of folded paper, but made them out of metal, very, very thin metal from the hull of the Cutty Sark in Greenwich. And they were just absolutely fantastic. But he, he was absolutely brilliant. And what was great about that, we, we had we had sculpture, we had the, the winner made a sort of installation from old telephone bills that were from phone calls between her and her grandmother in the Caribbean. And she was fantastic. And, you know, it was just, it was really heartening to see all these people just doing their own thing. You can't move for artists. The trick is finding a way that we can hopefully get what they're making out to the public. And, and hopefully the standards art prize did some of that. But what was also interesting was they were all, particularly the young ones, were so big on social media. And in particular, obviously, Instagram works for art. And they reached, they literally, that's how they reached customers. People would see it on Instagram, send them a message saying, I really like that. How much is it? And they'd buy it. 
which is, I mean, there'll always be a place for galleries and art fairs. I'm not saying that, that that's gone forever, but that was really great that, you know, they were literally making their own art, selling their own art. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm, it's very, very difficult, but they were doing it on their own, almost off, off their own butt. And that was great. That sort of sense of independence. There's much more news and features in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Monday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.